The Fantasy Hockey Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and receive a $1,000 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. We're also brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the head-to-head matchups. Download the app today or just head over to betterfantasy.com backslash SGPN. That's betterfantasy.com backslash SGPN. We're also brought to you by SoBet. Sign up to bet against your friends and join the social betting revolution at SoBet.io backslash SGPN. That's SoBet.io backslash SGPN. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Hello and welcome to the Fantasy Hockey Podcast. This is our first episode with the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I am your host, Justin Bruni. Joining me this evening on a 3rd of January, our first Monday of the new year, is Nicholas Olzak. Happy Monday, sir. How are we doing? Good, good. Uh, Ready to get started here, talk some hockey. Uh, Big uh, two-week break here because of COVID. Affected a lot of fantasy hockey-wise, so I'm ready to get uh, right into it. Yeah, yeah, definitely ready to dive into some conversation. Uh, Nick and I are the new kids on the block here at the uh, SGPN Network, uh, but we are excited to be here. This is our first fantasy hockey podcast with the network. Uh, excited to bring you guys uh, weekly content, whether it's our articles or our podcast. So we're very happy and uh, a pleasure to be here. Uh, we're going to be diving right in uh, with our fantasy market watch talk, uh, going over some buy or sell players that are trending right now. Uh, but before we do, please be sure to check out the SGPN Network. And if you'd like to t- take a look at some of Nick and I's prior work. You can look us up on youtube.com backslash take it to the hizzy. But this is where you will find our fantasy hockey content uh, going forward. Uh, let's but let's just dive right into the fantasy market watch. We're going to be looking at some buy or sell players, some guys that are trending right now. First up, we have Jack Hughes of the New Jersey Devils. Nick, he's looking really good right now. He's got three goals and five assists in his last three games. He's got 16 points on 16 games this season. Is this a buy or sell option for you and Jack Hughes? I think Jack Hughes is probably a buy option. His ice time's there playing on forward line one with Igor Sharankovich and Jesper Bratt. He's on the first power play on the point with Dougie Hamilton. And as of late, like he's at that point of game pace and he's just showing that he can play at that high level of hockey. Like you just said, he's got two goals or two assists in his last game, two goals and an assist the game before that and a goal and two assists before that. And he's also logging the ice time, logging somewhere between 17 to 20 minutes a game, even a few games ago, logging 25 minutes. So I think he would be definitely be a buy option at this time. Yeah, I I agree with you. He's someone that I don't think is actually going to cost that much. He did miss a significant amount of time. He played, I I believe, in the Devils' uh, first couple of games and registered some points there. He had uh, two goals in in the first game of the year for the Devils up against the the Blackhawks, our, our Chicago boys. Uh, but then he missed uh, quite a bit of time, you know, from um, like ten nineteen to the end of November. But since his return, you know, he, he's been doing pretty well. Um, the stretch recently has been very productive. Like I mentioned, the recent scoring is there. Uh, three goals in his last three games, five assists. You see the shots on goal. He has uh, what is that? Fourteen shots across his last three games. Yeah. I mean, he's a guy. He's a guy that reminds me a lot of uh, Trevor Zegras, who is trending recently. That, that top line uh, for, for the Ducks and Zegris, Milano, and uh, Raquel. I see a lot of similarities here to, to Serengovich, like you mentioned, Hughes, uh, Jesper Pratt that's also playing on that first line. I don't know. They're, they've had a nice little bit of explosion of production recently. I'm, re- I'm ready to buy in. Well, what, what do you think would be a fair offer for Hughes? Um, fair offer for Hughes, I think probably it's right now with his trending numbers, it's not going to come cheap. I'd say you'd have to give up probably a forward probably ranked him in the top about 115 if not mm-hmm. probably a solid defenseman that can be a go-to for most of the year okay what do you think about maybe uh like a pierre luc dubois or um 
what's another name like an Andre uh, Burakovsky for for Colorado? What do you what do you think about guys like that for a Jack Hughes? I think Burakovsky, he's good, but he's t- both of those guys. They aren't really that consistent to say the least. Like I've taken a look bo- at both of those guys personally in fantasy, mm-hmm. and I just don't see the consistency there. I think a straight up trade you might be able to actually do with Jack Hughes might be someone like Dylan Larkin on the Detroit Red Wings. Another guy that gets a lot of ice time, a lot of production over there. Detroit, they're trending in an upward direction. And I Mm -hmm. think that favors both sides if you get that deal done. So, yeah, I think that would be right there. Fair offer for uh, Jack Hughes. Yeah, another Detroit guy. You mentioned Larkin. I think Tyler Bertuzzi would kind of fit that mold. I think... um, you know, even you know, if even if you could sell off like a like an Guinea Malkin, you know what I mean? Like if you get rid of somebody like that, you know, he's he's got twenty eight points in thirty three games, not not terrible, but you know, his production hasn't been like over the top. I like Jack right. Hughes a lot. I think when he's in the lineup, I feel like the the Devils are just you know in a in a better situation. I, I feel like they're more inclined to to win those games and lose. Um, I, they've won three in a row, but prior to that, they I think they had lost. I think was it six or seven straight? One, two, yeah. three, four, five. Yeah, six straight. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I think that the the Devils have turned the corner. He's someone that I'm definitely looking at. Uh, he's number one in fantasy points the last 14 days. So definitely a, a, a nod to his production recently. Uh, we also got to keep in mind, uh, you know, COVID's been running rampant through the NHL. So there are some big names that have been missing during that time period. The Devils themselves had three games postponed during the COVID shutdown. So, so definitely a situation to monitor. But Jack Hughes should be on everyone's radar. Again, only 16 games played, but 16 points across 16 games. He's been solid so far. There might be someone that's willing to deal him out there. All right, next up we have Anthony Duclair of the Florida Panthers. He's got three goals as well in his last three games and two assists. So five points in his last three games, but he's also a plus five across that stretch. And he ranks number nine in total fantasy points across the last 14 days. Buy or sell, Nick? What do you think? I think Duclair right now is a sell. I think... Some of these numbers recently are good, but down the stretch, I just don't see the consistency there as of late. He is on a second line with Jonathan Huberto and Sam Bennett. However, Sam Bennett is starting to kind of go cold in a way in fantasy. His production's been down slightly, to say the least. And, um, I mean, he is on power play, too, and uh, forward second line, like I just said. So there is some upside, but for the right now, I would say sell just because the sole purpose of the consistency down the stretch isn't there. Right, right. What I really like about Duclair, that plus minus. He's a plus 18 on the season. That's 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 pretty solid. 12 right. goals, 10 assists on the year, 22 points in 24 games. He's not far off from a point per game player, but obviously you have to take into consideration this, you know, strong surge of recent production. He's another guy that I don't I don't hate for a buy low offer. I just don't think it'll be necessary. I do think that you can find this level of production on and off your waiver wires. But if you're in a deeper league, I think Anthony Duclair is is a viable option to uh, you know to level up your team. Um, some names that I might move for him, maybe like um, like a Tim Stetzel playing in Ottawa. You know, I feel like their meaningful hockey is uh, losing its days in Ottawa as we get deeper into the season. Um, you know, maybe you know what I would trade Jonathan Taves for Anthony Duclair in a heartbeat. Taves, Taves isn't doing anything. Maybe maybe it's some someone like that. You know, with a little bit more name brand value, but doesn't have that production. You don't see Jonathan Taves on the waiver wire. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like you might be able to pull pull something off like that. Mm-hmm. No, and I think another guy that could be someone like that is uh, Elias Pettersson on the Vancouver Canucks because okay. he is a big name player and his produ- he's got the name to him, and but his production just hasn't quite picked up this year. But I think he's another one of those guys, you know, just having a cold start. And with Vancouver, they're under new head coach Boost Boudreaux. And I believe they were, last I checked, they were on a five-game winning streak. So that could turn around either way. So if you're willing to take the risk on kind mm-hmm. of a low ball trade, get a guy like Pedersen, who could pick up with this te- his team's success, I think that would be kind of a good move. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that. Uh, I, I, I think the just a brand-name player that's just not trending is, is a really good spot to trade for Anthony Duclair, who, like I said, is on uh, nearly a point-per-game pace, 22 points in 24 games. Next up, we have Zach Hyman of the Edmonton Oilers playing on that top line with uh, Connor McDavid. But man, the production has gone away. He had a strong November. He had eight points in 13 games, finishing as a plus two. However, his no, his December has not been so strong. Uh, five points, nine games, and he's a minus two. I feel like playing on this top line 
with Connor McDavid playing meaningful minutes. He's playing over 18 minutes a game on average. I feel like you should just be walking into easy production. He has just one assist, one point in his last five games. And across that last five games, minus two, minus one, a plus one, minus two, plus one. He hasn't been impressing me, but he still has an 83% roster rate. I feel like I'm ready to sell Zach Hyman. How about, how about you, Nick? Yeah, in a lot of leagues where it's really competitive, you would see a guy like Zach Hyman actually get cut just because the production's not there, games getting postponed in Canada especially. But it just doesn't make sense to me. I feel like you should be able to throw almost anybody with Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, and they'd be bound to get some assists or get something more going. But it's just not there for him. He's putting up negative numbers, just terrible plus minus, not really getting many shots. He's getting shots, but it's everything's just canceling out. But yeah, I think he's someone that you sell right away. And I don't even know exactly who would want to take him just looking at his current stat line. But if you could trade him, it's probably going to be uh, a low offer you'd get back. I would I would look to target maybe like a like a Taylor Hall who hasn't had that explosive type of offense. But recently, right. you know, the Bruins have they've adjusted their line lineups a little bit. They have Eric Halla, Pasternak, and Taylor Hall on the second line now, and they've moved Craig Smith up to the first line. We'll be talking about him later on in the show. Uh, but I feel like that would be a good opportunity because if you look at Taylor Hall's game logs. You know, mm-hmm. there's just not a ton of points. There's not a ton of scoring going on. I feel like he could be turning the corner the second half of the season, playing along Pasternak. You know, Bruins just getting a little bit more creative overall with their lineups, right? You, you don't typically see them moving off that, you know, elite top line of uh, Marshawn, Bergeron, and Pasternak. So that, that, that was a nice little uh, thing to see there. But I think that would be a good matchup. Maybe uh, a Braden Shen, uh, Kevin Fiala. Mm, uh, is Tyler Sagan too rich? Like, I, I don't know I don't, if I really t- uh, target Tyler Sagan. He's only got 12 points in 29 games, but right. I, don't know, I feel like that would be a, a name that people could, you know, in deeper leagues, these are comparable players in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm ready to dump Zach Hyman. I, I I feel like he had a strong start to the season, you know, coming over from Toronto over to Edmonton, you're getting to play on this top line. I just feel like he has not met our expectations. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and the same thing happened to him in, uh, Toronto playing with Matthews and Marner, you just get a slight step up in McDavid and Dreisaitl, and he's still just not getting it together necessarily. And uh, and yeah, I think there's still some guys. I think yeah, Tyler Sagan, he could be a solid move because um, he's kind of on the bubble as well. Both kind of colder players. Even sticking with Dallas, Jamie Ben, he's a guy mm-hmm. that's kind of had some hot and cold snaps. He could be a guy. So. Yeah, if I have him in my league, I think he should get moved right away, 100%. All right, fair enough, fair enough. Next guy we have up here is Mackenzie Weger. This is definitely a big buy candidate. Weger, he's been on fire recently. Uh, Just a goal in his last three games, but he also has three assists. He's always getting shots on net. Uh, uh, Was at seven in his last three games. Uh, The dude just always racks up uh, blocks as well. He has eight blocks in his last three games. Uh, he is a plus 17 on the season. He's been as high as, I believe, plus 22. He's very reliable. He's number four defenseman in all of fantasy uh, scoring the last 14 days. And he ranks, I believe, number 10 on the season. So you're looking at a, at a top 10 uh, defenseman option in, in fantasy here. You know, is that just a sit and hold or would you be willing to maybe move him to you know upgrade uh, the position? Or upgrade another I, position if you're deep I think at, if uh, he's at, hot, at defense. So. I think if he's high, you sit and hold him right now. Um, he's been pretty solid since about the midway point of last year. He really picked it up, and he's continued mm-hmm. that into this year. And, uh, yeah, on a strong Florida Panthers team like that, I think he'll continue to put up production. But one of the things I want to point out with him that's very interesting is he's not on the first or second power play unit, and he's still putting up all this production. And so, yeah, I say you uh, he's definitely a buy. But if you have him right now, definitely hang on to him because I think his asking price will only go up. Would you try to move him, though, for like a top three, top five defenseman? Because that's what I'm looking at here. Like he does. he He's very reliable. He's very reliable, but he doesn't etch the scoring sheet as much. He has one goal and 18 assists on the season. He's a plus 17. What he does really, really well is the as the blocks and not being on the ice when the other team scores. You know, like that, right. to me, those are his best attributes. The 18 assists, the, they're, they're very nice. Uh, the league leader is Adam Fox for defensemen with 28 assists. You know what I mean? So he, mm-hmm. he's not like at the, he's not in the top 10 for something like that, but he's, he's up there. Doesn't score a lot of goals. 
Honestly, I would love to try and move him for, you know, an Adam Fox, a Roman Yossi. Like if you're trying to make like a big move and maybe you have that depth at defense already, you just don't have like, you know, real like top five guys, top 15, whatever. You just have like really consistent play. I would move either, you know, Uyghur and maybe like a trending forward uh, for a Yossi, you know, if you can afford it. Uh, I feel like he's an option that can really leverage you to someone who is more consistent for scoring. Like Roman Yossi's got 11 goals and 19 assists. It's one more assist than uh, than Uyghur, but he's got 10 more goals. And then you look at like Roman Yossi's shots on goal. He's got 112. This guy's been sitting out games. Like I think he's set out like three or four games now uh, because he was in COVID protocols. He's still he's still above and beyond everybody else. So that would be someone that I would use to target, uh, like a guy like Roman Yossi, or maybe even a Victor Hedman. You know, if you you know listeners at home believe like that's going to be someone that really you know sales in production, or even a Cal McCarr. You know who. He's only Cal McCarr's only registered nine more fantasy points than Mackenzie Weger all season, and he has 13 goals and 14 assists. Like that's crazy to me. So I would definitely try to use a Mackenzie Weger type of player. Maybe even you know if, if we're you know going beyond him, like a Shea Theodore or a Quinn Hughes or a Seth Jones. These types of players to pole vault yourself to like a top five defenseman. Yeah, I 100% agree. I like the Victor Hedman route a little bit more. Hedman, okay. I personally use him on my fantasy team. He has seven goals, 27 assists this year. So I think if you were to, you could do Uyghur and, like you said, a trending forward for uh, Hedman, probably a forward that's kind of t- starting to uh, fall off a little bit because I don't think you can get that a defenseman trade done one for one. So I think you have to do kind of a forward swap to get it done. But yeah, I think Victor Hedman right away would be my target. Plays on Tampa, gets a lot of minutes, probably one of the, arguably one of the, top three defensemen in the league along with uh, Fox and McCarr. So, yeah, I say definitely if you're going to move him, go for Victor Hedman right away. Okay, sounds good. I do believe that you would need to do a two-for-one. You know, if you're going after Hedman, you're going after Roman Yossi, you're going to need to throw Uyghur or someone like that in comparable production plus a forward, you know, plus maybe someone that's coming back. Uh, would you do Uyghur and John Taves for uh, for Roman Yossi? Not enough? Uh, definitely not enough. John Taze is finally just starting to pick it up. It took him like all season. So yeah, I think it would take probably something a little bit more. I would say maybe Weger and uh, Andre Pallad on Tampa, who's actually trending up. I think that could maybe work in some leagues. But um, yeah, it's all very circumstantial, your league, at the end of the day. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're going to know your roster better than we are, where you have the depth and you can afford to give something up to move up and upgrade, do it. If you don't, then, you know, obviously you don't want to force the situation. All right. Last guy up here on the market watch. We have Matt Dumba of the Minnesota wild dude is logging a ton of minutes, Nick, but he's not doing anything with him in his last game. 26 minutes, no points game before that 24 minutes, negative points game before that 27 minutes, negative points game prior to that. He did finally actually have an assist on 21 minutes and 44 seconds of gameplay. The dude's averaging so much time on the ice, but he's doing nothing with it. He's a huge sell candidate for me. I mean, honestly, I don't know how he's not on waivers. You know, like he, he's not really impressing me. He's got 15 points in 30 games, which is nice, but it's very held up from the front end production of the year. What, what do you think about Dumba? Yeah, I think uh, it just looks like looking at his stat line after Minnesota got off that winning streak that they were on for a long time that uh, we touched upon a few weeks ago on the other show. Um, that he just fell off kind of like the rest of the team did and his production showed that 100%. I think he is definitely a sell candidate. And a guy I would look at selling him for is uh, Miguel Sergachev. Um, he's ranked okay. very high in fantasy at uh, 246, has two goals and 12 assists on the year, but he's playing on Tampa, so he is getting a lot of uh, minutes in some games. Just looking at Sergachev's games uh, against the Rangers a couple days ago, he logged over 27 minutes. So I think, yeah, you get a, you just kind of swap guys right there, see what works better. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, because Dumba's definitely a sell. It's just about what you can get back, if anything at all, with numbers like that. Yeah, I, I honestly, I don't know. I, I feel like he's a drop candidate. Mm-hmm. You know, if if you somehow have a, a Blues fan, or no, I'm sorry, not Blues, a Wild fan in your league, maybe you can target them. Um, you know, Noah Dobson is, is a guy that we're going to talk about in our waiver wire segment, but they have nearly identical production across the season. Like, that would be a name I would look for, but again, that's probably a name that's v- available on your waivers. I would literally drop 
Matt Dumba for Dobson right now, you know, the, <laughs> the way things stand. Right. And looks like, um, and also, you know, coming up, Dumba's going to be missing some games. They have postponed already. I'm seeing the Winnipeg and Edmonton games for the 10th and 12th. I'm mm-hmm. Not sure th- because those are in Canada. Maybe is that maybe that's right. why? Yeah, because they've having they're having some issues over in Canada. They've been getting really strict with their COVID protocols. So okay. the amount of American teams coming over has been kind of limited. Yeah, absolutely. So you know, your next two games you have coming up in three days. Wow, that feels like forever in the NHL. You know, when you're playing fantasy hockey, like waiting what three days to start exactly. up against Boston, and then the eighth again uh, up against um, DC, up going up against the Capitals. So he only gets this week. You know, another two games. He gets um, the sixth, which is Thursday, and the eighth, which is Saturday. He won't play again until Monday. Like if I'm looking at my lineup right now and. You know, I I was suffering through that rampant co- or that COVID uh, stint last week and the week prior. Most of us had two week matchups because of so many missed games. Like, I don't know, man. I, I feel like I'm dumping this guy. I I feel like he's not he's not going to be in my lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, Hampus Lindholm. He wasn't. He would be a name that I would move for him if you can pull that off. I don't think you can based on Duba's recent <laughs> production. <laughs> Colton Pareko. That's another one. Like, I mean, are there any names you could think of uh, other than what we've already listed? No, not really. He. Um... Yeah, he's definitely a drop candidate for sure. Um, but no, kind of what you were saying about uh, his games with him, games being postponed or whatever, because have, holding on to him in fantasy is almost, it's almost, yeah, it's just a bad thing uh, for you, especially because like in our league, especially where we play daily fantasy for the most part, we can add and drop guys every day. And so you're going to have guys that have a full lineup every day. Meanwhile, you're waiting three days for this guy to play. So I think that based on your league, um, if you're in a daily league like us, it only adds more cause to uh, trying to move them. Thousand percent. Thousand percent. All right. Next, we're going to jump into some trade grades. We're going to review some recent trades that we've seen on uh, on social and in our leagues. Uh, but before we do, we're going to hit a quick word from our sponsors. Are you ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, sports from the NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, and of course, college football. WinBet has some brand new bonuses. Check out the bet $5 to win 400 in free bets. Also, you can win a VIP trip to Shaq's Funhouse in Los Angeles. Bet $20 on WinBet's Build Your Own Bet feature and earn a chance to win a once-in-a-lifetime experience for the big game. You and three guests will receive a VIP experience at Shaq's Funhouse, two nights at Win Las Vegas, a $5,000 free bet at Win Las Vegas Sportsbook, and a $5,000 travel credit. You can't beat it. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, we have what you need to win. Are you ready to play? Sign up today and receive a special offer, risk-free, $1,000 sports bet. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. All right, jumping into some recent trade grades. Let's take a look at some offers here. We're going to talk about which side we prefer more um, and how we would potentially fix the trade if we still want to try and get it done. All right, Nick. So the first one up here, we have Logan Couture, uh, center for the San Jose Sharks, plus Cal Peterson, Los Angeles uh, Kings goalie, uh, backup, you know, presumably to Jonathan Quick, uh, for Frederick Anderson, Carolina goalie, plus Evan Rodriguez, uh, Pittsburgh, you know, center winger, you know, overall forward. Which side do you like here? Who wins? You know, I would have to say uh, Freddie and Rodriguez win this one. Just because sole purpose, Freddie's on a hot team like Carolina. He's obviously probably going to be up there in the top five, top three goalies, possibly a Vesna candidate. In exchange, you're getting back. Or you already have Evan Rodriguez, who has been very spotty. He had a hot start to the year when uh, they the Penguins were without Crosby and Malkin. But, mm-hmm. I mean, he can pick it up, and he could be good. But on the other hand, you have Logan Couture, who is another player who hits hot and cold snaps, can be really right. good at one point, very bad. Just like the San Jose Sharks team in general, they can be either really good one night or they've been very bad one night. And then you get Cal Peterson, who's the same goalie like that. Um, you know, he 
not necessarily a go-to option in my opinion, just because the sole purpose. Um, he's been splitting a lot of games with John Quick this year. John Quick has kind of taken his game back a few years almost and uh, started playing a high level of hockey. And so, yeah, I think Freddie and uh, Rodriguez win this one just because the sole purpose Freddie is going to be a Vesna candidate. And I don't think uh, Couture or Cal Peterson could match up to the value that Freddie's going to bring. I, I agree with you. You know, if this was Rodriguez for Couture, this would be a very fair trade. That mm -hmm. would be dead even practically. Right. Uh, when you're looking at... Um, when you're looking at their production, Rodriguez has put up 263 fantasy points this season. Couture's put up 258. Like, like they're they're dead even. So right. having Frederick Anderson on that side overly overwhelms me to that side for sure. So give me Anderson and Rodriguez there. You know, you would really need to even things out to with the goaltending. You know, you'd have to really swap out uh, Peterson for somebody else there. You know, I, I can try and pull up maybe a name that we might be able to to adjust that with. Uh, let's see. Would you do Logan Couture and a John Gibson for Frederick Anderson and Evan Rodriguez? Um, I think for, yeah, I think that would work. But I think if you're in like a dynasty league or whatever, I think you have to add a pick with John Gibson of some sort. Because John Gibson is good. He's playing on a solid Anaheim team that's been mm -hmm. extremely well this year. They've been doing really well. And yeah. so, yeah, I think if you add a pick to that, I think uh, that's a pretty fair trade for both sides. Yeah, and I would argue that Gibson, uh, even though he's not on an amazing team, he still performs well when the team doesn't win. You know, in his last three right. games, he's actually allowed eight goals. Not great, but he has, what is that, 10, uh, 26, uh, plus another 15 is about 41 fantasy points, you know, through that stretch. That's not bad. That, those aren't points that you're trying to give away to the, the, the waiver wire. But, you know, when you look at, you know, Jonathan Quick, yeah, he's a top 10 goalie right now in fantasy or, or, or very close to. Uh, but that's also, I believe, because Peterson has missed some time, which has been a mark on his career. Like he, he's been in and out of the lineup because of injuries and stuff. So I would definitely need to pull Cal there, pop him with maybe a, like we said, like a John Gibson, maybe a, a Jacob Markstrom or a Cam Talbot, somebody of that level. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think uh, Jacob Markstrom would definitely be someone you can throw in if you want to do that trade without losing a pick. Because, yeah, Markstrom. Coming into Calgary, he's been their go-to guy. Calgary's been a hot team. Similar mm. to uh, Carolina, they're probably around dead even in the league, close to it at least. And so, yeah, I think Markstrom in that deal, that goes straight through right away. A um, lot going back on both sides. Um, so, yeah, I think Markstrom definitely makes that an even trade. All right, cool, cool. Next up, we've got Colton Pareko of the St. Louis Blues, defenseman, plus Ryan Hartman, Minnesota Wild, center or right winger, whichever you prefer. For Andres Palat, Tampa Bay left winger, plus Issa Lindell, uh, Dallas Stars defenseman. Which side wins? Um, looking at this side right now, I would have to probably go with Hartman and Pareko, honestly. We talked about Hartman, um, and if you check out our other content, you'll see we hammer Ryan Hartman every week, especially on our shots on goal props when we're talking about that. He's always shooting the puck, always hitting that number when it comes to shots on goal. And it's just been a very solid piece on that Minnesota team playing first line minutes. Um, I believe he is with Kirill Kaprizov and Matt Zuccarello. Mm -hmm. And so right. he's playing a lot of minutes there and he's got a lot of options on his side. And so I think Ryan Hartman, he's a very viable option in that deal. Colton Pareko, on the other hand, pretty solid top four defenseman you can get. I mean, just based on when he's playing, who they're playing, I think he can be a very good option. But on the other side, it becomes tricky because you have a guy like Andre Palat, who I personally have looked at in fantasy and actually own now in fantasy. He is someone that's been starting to heat it, heat up lately. He's just got a lot moved to uh, the first line with Steven Stamkos and Ross Colton and starting mm -hmm. to show that he's on the first line. He's getting a lot of points, a lot of playing time, a lot of production. So uh, then on the other side, you do have a guy like Issa Lindell, who I think, only kind of see as an accessory piece. I don't see him being extremely significant in this deal, in my opinion. So, yeah, I'm definitely going to have to go with Pareko and Hartman. Yeah, thousand percent. Issa Lindell is dragging down the value from the second side of this trade. Uh, Ryan Hartman ranks number 13 in shots on goal uh, for the season. Uh, and that is, that is true. Nick and I were just slamming the overs on Hartman shot, shots on goals for just days on end. 
two and a half, three and a half, four and a half. The books just could not get his number right. And we yeah, we were just smashing them. So those those were some easy wins. Uh, Joel Erickson, he also did the same for them at uh, a given stretch. But uh, to this trade, uh, Pareko, you know, he's kind of a, an on the waiver, off the waiver type of guy in non, non-deep non leagues. Um, in deeper leagues, he's a must own. Issa Lindell, I feel even like deeper leagues, like he's on your team, he's off your team. Like he's just mm-hmm. a, you know, waiver wire rat, right? Andres right. Palat, I agree with you. Uh, solid production there in Tampa. You know, we got Kucherov uh, come back right around the corner. If Palat holds ground on that first line, you could see Palat, Kuch, and Stomkos on the first line. That could be a very deadly uh, tandem. So I'm interested. I'm interested in that side. I'm interested in Palat in this offer, but it's really difficult because Hartman has had such a strong season. I cannot throw away that body of work. So even if you gave Lindell an upgrade, you know, if you popped in, you know, like a Nicholas Haig or uh, Damon Severson or I don't, I'm trying to think of like just some like mid-tier defenseman, uh, maybe like an Oliver Ekman Larson, you know, bigger name, but the production hasn't been there this season. I feel like those names could even out the trade a little bit more, but you have to really be bought in that Palat's going to turn the corner with Tampa and that like, you know, that first line or whatever line he's on is going to take mm-hmm. off. Right. So I feel mm-hmm. like there's there's kind of like a sit and wait feel to that to that side of the offer so i lean heavily colton pareko ryan hartman mm-hmm. and yeah and i think if you were to adjust this offer take out east lindell a guy i would try and go for is uh matt roy on the la okay. kings he's okay putting up a lot of points ranked 29 in uh, all of fantasy and uh he's got no goals on the season but 12 assists and he is actually a guy that shoots the puck similar to ryan hartman just looking at some of his mm-hmm. games here he had six shots, four shots, three shots, four shots. So, yeah, he shoots the puck similar to Ryan Hartman. And uh, I think that almost evens that out a little bit more if you put in a guy who can also sim- shoot the puck in a similar fashion to Hartman. Solid addition. Matt Roy would be a perfect addition to this one. We're also going to be getting to him later on in the waiver wire. He's been on a tear. All right, next up, straight up trade here. We've got David Perron uh, forward for the St. Louis Blues for Anze Kopitar, who plays only center, only gets a center designation in fantasy for the LA Kings. It's a pretty tough toss-up for me, but I feel like I lean towards David Perron. How about you? Yeah, I honestly lean towards David Perron. Kopitar, he's getting up there in age, as we know. Um, and it's hard to see. Like I know he had a hot start to the year, and LA, they've been doing really well, but David Perron, He's also been doing very well. Um, he's got eight goals, 12 assists on the year. He's got a goal in his last game. Um, he's got an assist in the game before that. Um, it's hard to see necessarily with um, Perron, his numbers and whatever, because he's been out of the lineup for a while. He finally returned on December 29th after being gone for, yeah, almost a month he's been gone. But I think now right. that he's back, he's going to start making an impact to uh, the Blues lineup and actually start getting back to the pace that he was on at the beginning of the year. And then on the other side, you do have a guy like Anze Kopitar, who has been very good again, but he's another guy who he puts up the numbers, but not necessarily in the highest fashion, if you will. Like just looking at his numbers, he's got three, three, five, COVID hit, missed a few games. I mean, he had 12, 10, seven. But then after that, these are fantasy points, right? Yeah, fantasy points. So, uh, yeah, after that, I think, uh, I, yeah, I still think Perron would definitely be the way to go. Just, um, I, yeah, I don't know. I just got a gut feeling David Perron is the one to go on this one because it is a toss-up for sure. They're both I very think good it's, players. I think it's pretty close, but just really keeping the narrative really simple, the Blues score goals and the Kings don't as much. Like I, I feel like that's as easy as I can keep it, right? Right. Yeah, the, the, the Blues score a ton. Perron's playing on the power play first line as a winger. Kopitar, yeah, he's playing first line center, but he's a setup man. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. he had a really strong start to the season. Honestly, I would love to move Kopitar for Perron. So I'd like to be on the Perron side of things. I would have mm-hmm. no problem making that trade as long as I had, you know, other reliable centers. I mean, honestly, mm-hmm. in some leagues, he could have gotten Kopitar off the waivers. You know, he's, he's, he's exactly, had some down yeah. years. Yeah, he's had some mm-hmm. down years. So if you were able to flip him for Perron, I think that'd be an absolute win. Yeah, especially you might be able to get both of these guys on waivers depending on your league, because yeah, a lot, of, yeah, a lot of leagues you have uh, guys that are on and off the waiver wire. As soon as mm-hmm. they come, they get on, they come off as right away at whatever two in the morning or three in the morning, <laughs> and uh, people are picking those guys up, just trying to get those games in. And so yeah, I think you also got to watch the waiver wire for these guys because they could pop up at any second. 
I agree. I agree. I, I laugh at that because in another one of my leagues, I, I have another owner who um, who has said as much in the message boards like, man, like this, this Bruni guy, he's up early every week. He's at six, seven in the morning. I, he's staying up until two in the morning to make his ads because he's on the West Coast. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> yeah. So I, I saw um, this morning, you know, I, I you know woke up to do my ads, you know, early per usual. And I saw he already added three players from two in the morning. So I gave him a nice little tip of the cap in the message boards. Like, hey, I like it. I like the grind, buddy. But he's still in third place and I'm in first. So that's, that's how it goes. That's <laughs> the way she goes. Yeah, exactly. He's uh, it's a category league and he's um, he's five and a half categories or five and a half games back or whatever. So I oh, gotcha. Got to keep it going. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, back to the trade talk. Next up, we're looking at you uh, Soros for the Nashville Predators goaltender plus an eighth round pick for Alex Nedel- <clears throat> Nedelkovic. I always want to say I always want to pronounce out his name, how it's written. Nedel Djokovic, but it's mm-hmm. Nedelkovic. Mm-hmm. Alex Nedelkovic of the Detroit Red Wings goaltender plus a first round pick. Uh, I lean heavily towards keeping you Soros. I, I don't want to move um, mm-hmm. for Alex Nedelkovic. Natalkovic, jeez, <laughs> keep reading it. <laughs> just make fun of me. Keep trying to read it. I just know what it is, but I keep trying to read it opposite. Anyways, mm-hmm. I, I I don't want him. I, I don't know what his future is going to hold. Obviously, with these draft picks in play, uh, it's going to be some type of keeper league or dynasty league. And while you are getting that first round pick, unless you're at the very bottom, you're in the bottom three, and you're trading with maybe somebody at the top, so that you're picking at the you know the top and the bottom of the round. I'm not interested. Like this, this would have to really be like season's over. <laughs> We're not even halfway through yet. I'm done with mm-hmm. this year type of situation. Otherwise, I'm staying far away. What do you think? Yeah, I think this is definitely you hit it right on the nail there. I think UC Saros been one of the better goalies in the NHL. Had a cold start, but finally picked it up. Nadelkovic, he's in and out of the lineup, but he does he does fair when he's in the lineup, but he doesn't do anything compared to uh, a UC Saros caliber. And yeah, the first round pick again would be very circumstantial. It'd have to be a very high first round pick, in my opinion. But I think someone would be silly to give that up. And so yeah, I definitely think uh, <clears throat> UC Soros all the way on this one, just because this one just doesn't seem practical. Honestly, I just would not yeah. see this trade being made. Oh, I would. I mean, I wouldn't veto the trade, but I would be texting my buddy like, "What are you doing here?" Like, I mean, right? Like, I I don't get it. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, you're getting a first round pick back, but like I said, like you Soros long term, I think he's an option there. Like, he he's a long term long term option for the Preds. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nadelkovic, we have no idea if he's going to be with Detroit next year. He you know, could be playing on Seattle next year for all we know. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're like fourth goalie. <laughs> like, <laughs> they love stacking goalies out there for all I know. Mm-hmm. Not that that's going to happen, but you know what I mean? Like his narrative, we, we're not really sure if it's going to be consistent with Detroit, if it's going to be you know landing somebody else in the offseason. Uh, too much up in the air. I would have to be getting back uh, just that second first round pick. Doesn't really matter. I would have to just be done for the year. That, that, that's mm-hmm. it. Yeah, you'd have to be the toilet bowl team that's like, screw Pretty this, much. I'm out of here. If yeah. you take this, take my first rounder, I'm done. Or no, 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 you'd be getting the first rounder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, yeah, next up we've got... To... <laughs> exactly. All right, next up we've got another goalie, Jack Campbell of the Toronto Maple Leafs, plus a 15th round pick for Jake Allen, Montreal goaltender, plus a second round pick. This is another one. I'm just staying far away. You're not getting Jack Campbell for me in Dynasty or Keeper. He's mine. Go away. First round pick, two first round picks, not happening. Yeah, this is just a silly one. Jake Allen on a bottom feeder Montreal team, mm-hmm. just not getting it done. Then you have a guy like Jack Campbell on the other hand, who is getting it done on a high elite, or a high elite uh, Toronto team. And yeah, the picks don't really do anything for me personally. So yeah, I would definitely stay away from this one. If anything, this would be one that I would veto in my league. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily veto it let it go through just let the whoever's uh doing the trade just be punished from the production <laughs> like you're just yeah. losing on that trade right. like all right you want to do it go ahead pal mm-hmm. i only veto if it's like you know it's, someone's really getting taken advantage of like you know what i mean like in, in fantasy hockey you get a lot a lot of newcomers mm-hmm. um i don't play in a ton of leagues where there's just always just pros and a lot of experienced players because mm-hmm. 
fantasy hockey just isn't as popular as the other sports, you know, as fantasy mm-hmm. basketball or fantasy football. So, you know, you're always going to have like new people coming in and you don't want, you know, you don't want to see people just uh, get screwed over just for the sake of it. So that's mm-hmm. the only time I really like the veto. All right. Next, we're going to be jumping into our fantasy waiver wire. And if we have some time, we're also going to be grading my waiver wire article picks uh, from week uh, la- week 11, I believe, last, last week. Uh, but before that, let's hit a quick word from our sponsors. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. See a ticket you like, but think the price is too high? Submit a bid for a price you think is fair, then buy it. You can always find the best odds because you're buying directly from other bettors, just like yourself. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and PropSwap will double it up to $500. Double the cash means double the odds. If you're not using PropSwap, then you're missing out. We're also brought to you by SoBet. Sign up to bet against your friends and join the social betting revolution at SoBet.io backslash SGPN. That's SoBet.io backslash SGPN. This episode is brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the matchups. You can cash out for gift cards when your bets hit and even help raise money for charity along the way. Brand new company looking to grow their early adopter community. Slick app and fun to use. Very easy. One of the reasons we love it is they also offer prop betting. So if you're in a state that hasn't legalized gambling yet, you can get in on some prop bets on Better Fantasy. And don't forget to check us out on the SGPN app. Our app is now live on the App Store and in Google Play. The app gives you easy access to all of our picks and podcasts. And don't forget to toss us an app review and download the SGPN app today. Okay, jumping into the fantasy waiver wire, we are going to be looking at low percentage options. So low ownership percentage players that are trending. We're going to be talking if they're short term or long term options, um, you know, to boost our spot in the standings or, you know, just fill in the holes from missing players for injury or COVID. So, so first up, a guy that we mentioned earlier, Craig Smith of the Boston Bruins. He has a goal and an assist in his uh, first two games back. I believe he was missing time for uh, COVID, he was in protocol, and he has been moved up to the top line. He's playing with Bergeron and Marchand on that top line. So far, so good. It looks it looks solid. I like what that does to their lineup. We mentioned it before. That second line now is Taylor Hall, David Pasternak, um, with Eric Halla in the middle. I, I don't hate it. What do you th- What do you think, Craig Smith? He's only ten percent owned. I feel like he should be uh, picked up. Yeah, any uh, first-line player, quite frankly, I think that's 10% owned, should be someone that's worth trying out at least. Give him a few games, see where how he fits on your lineup. And yeah, he's got the production since he's come back from COVID and whatever. But again, with a lot of these guys looking at their numbers down the stretch, can be tricky just because everyone was out so long for COVID. So you don't mm-hmm. know exactly what's going to happen. The guy can come back after COVID and just kind of tear tear it up on whatever team they're on. And I think there's room for Craig Smith to do that. Like you said, playing on that top line with Bergeron and Marshan, there's ice time and production to be had. So yeah, he would be someone I would definitely at least give a shot for, for a few games to see if he's a long-term option for you. Oh, absolutely. And he he's had great seasons with the Bruins before. He was a solid fantasy piece last year, so I trust him. You know, he's someone that I'm familiar with. Uh, he had, what's just eight points in 20 games, but getting up to that first line and having two of those points in his last two games, it's pretty solid. So I definitely want to target some Craig Smith, someone to look at. Uh, actually, I take that back. It's nine, um, it's nine total points now, three goals and six assists. So that note was probably prior to his recent production. Gotcha. All right, next up we have Rasmus Anderson of the Calgary Flames. He is only 38% rostered on Yahoo platforms. You know, he doesn't have an overwhelming level of production, but hey, it's better than Matt Dumba. He's playing a lot of minutes and he's actually doing something with it. Uh, in his last four starts, he has four points, two assists, or four assists, excuse me, no goals in that stretch. Um, in his last two games, he has nine shots on goal, which is great, and four blocks. I think he is worth an add, but do you think he is like a long-term answer to your uh, to your defensive portion of your lineup? I don't think he's a long-term answer. I think he is definitely a guy you can hold for a week, week and a half, and then probably just dump him. I don't think – I think his okay. consistency will probably comes in spurts, as I've seen. I've tried him out in fantasy myself, and I've mm-hmm. seen his consistency did come in spurts. And so he would have, like, two weeks on and then, like, two weeks off, and you really just can't afford to have that in fantasy. But I think, yeah, as an ad drop option, someone to get games in for a week, week and a half, if he's got a lot of games going – I think this is a very good option. He plays a lot of ice time, gets over 20 minutes a game. I believe he does get special teams time. 
So, yeah, I think that he is definitely someone to put on the lineup, but not long-term at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. And he's also got another three games this week. So he has a game tomorrow the 4th, the 6th on Thursday, and a game on the 7th. So he gets back-to-backs on 6 and 7, and then they won't play again until the 11th. So he's Mm -hmm. definitely a a strong candidate for this week. Like, if you're looking at waiver wires today, you know, if you're listening to this, it's going to be probably the, the, the 4th, Tuesday morning or afternoon. In his last four games, in his last four starts, 12.6, 9.5, 9.8, and 8 points. Solid. And he's going to have three games this week, so he has a lot of usage coming up here. I absolutely love him. I think he's a slam dunk pickup. Now, For sure. As Nick said, you know the, the consistency may come and go, but he's a hold until it goes. That's 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 for certain, or whatever. Mm-hmm. They get a, a stretch, you know, where they're not playing many games in that week, or they get dinged uh, on COVID because they can't play in Calgary or something like that. All right. Next up, we've got Robert Thomas of the St. Louis Blues, only 28% rostered in his last two games uh, uh, back, I believe, uh, again from COVID. He has uh, two assists and one goal. He's a plus three. And in that, he only had one shot on goal and it went in the net. <laughs> he is definitely more of a distributor. Oh, I'm sorry. It was a lower body injury that he returned from. My, my bad. Not not COVID. So hard to tell these days with these guys. Um, but he is definitely more of a distributor. Uh, he's not like a, a goal first type of guy. He's got three goals and 22 assists, but <laughs> it's pretty solid, right? He's a plus two, 39 right. shots on goal. I feel like this is kind of like a, um, you know, tiding you over, you know, do you mm-hmm. think he's a long-term option or no? I mean, I love his distributor factor that he's got here. Three goals, 22 assists. And uh, it's pretty obvious that he would be a distributor playing on that second line with Jordan Cairo and Vladimir Tarasenko. Also mm-hmm. seeing power play time on the wing with David Perron and Ryan O'Reilly. And so, I mean, he is someone that I think could be a long-term hold. Again, he could be one of those guys that starts to uh, pick it up now that we're back from the COVID break, but I'm not 100% sure. But yeah, I think he's definitely a viable option, someone that'll play 15 to 20 minutes a game. And yeah, I think he's another guy and um, and just hold him until he uh, dies out. All right, fair enough. Next up is your guy, Matt Roy. I do know that you own him in, in our league. Um, this guy, the way I, the way I look at him, he was actually in my... Um, my waiver article last week and nothing has really changed. Like no one's running to scoop this guy up. He's only 24% rostered. I'd have to check the article um, as to what his ownership rate was last week. I'm going to assume it was lower. Um, but I mean, the production's there 8.4, 9.6, 21.7, 2.6, 11.9, 7.8 in his last one, two, three, four, five games. I mean, he doesn't score, but he doesn't hurt you. And he's getting shots on net at least recently. He gets a fair amount of blocks. He doesn't finish uh, negative. I, I mean, I really don't, there's nothing to hate here other than he doesn't score goals. Right. And no, and I mean, he is someone that for me personally, he's been a very, very viable option. Someone that's been a go-to um, since I picked him up. I actually have him stacked with the LA Kings with uh, Drew Doughty, both on the Kings. And so okay, that's been working out very well. But yeah, just looking at his numbers, he's getting the assists. He's getting a lot of shots. And what um, is interesting to me, looking at Yahoo, um, his roster percentage has dropped 4% in the last day. And you got to think, okay, why are these teams dropping him? There's no reason to drop him. He's playing between 21 or 17 to uh, 23 minutes a game. He's getting a lot of assists, been a very, very uh, distributor-like player, as we kind of talked about on the back end. And so, yeah, I think he is someone that you definitely – grab right now and hold on to because me personally that's what i'm doing and i think that you should do it too yeah no i i agree with you there's there's little reason to drop him in his last game he played 19 minutes and 30 seconds he didn't record a shot on goal he didn't record a block but he didn't finish finish negative like you do have to be ready for those type types of nights because Mm -hmm. again the kings are a low scoring team we mentioned it before like you know the the prawn versus kopitar discussion so there's not going to be a ton of scoring to go around in general and he doesn't score a lot regardless but Again, he's not a guy that's going to hurt your lineup. If you're in points-based leagues, he's not going to hurt you on the on the negatives. He's not going to deliver you, you know, under zero points essentially. So mm-hmm. some nights, that's all that you need. Right. And yeah. All right, um, next. Go ahead. No, I think um, yeah, just a guy that can be able to finish in the positives is especially very important in a lot of leagues, especially uh, when you're coming down to those close matchups. I know when you we were talking before the show, you told me about your matchup last week. And mm-hmm. how once you get to those late Saturday, Sunday games, every yep. point you can get is important. 
And so being able to have a guy for the most part that can finish in the positives, which is uh, what Matt Roy has done down the stretch, I think mm -hmm. is uh, going to be a very good thing, especially from a defenseman. I think only gives him more value if he can finish in the positives almost 95% of his games. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I Yeah, last week was so tough, or I should say the last two weeks were so tough. I lost my matchup by like, you know, 10 points. And, you know, the guy had like Patrick Kane and Jacob Markstrom to go in the very last game. And I picked up uh, Noah Hannafin uh, at the last minute. Like, it's like, you know, the game started, I think, at like seven or something like that, whether it's mm -hmm. Central or Eastern, whatever. And I probably picked up Hannafin. Actually, I have it right here. Uh, yeah, it was like an hour before or something like that. It was like, well, mm -hmm. I got to throw something out there and I'm dropping players that I don't even want to drop, but I'm just trying to just get that win. Just trying to like, mm -hmm. just bring home another one, you know, during obviously a really tough time. Like, you know, mm -hmm. I was starting out that first of the two weeks way behind. Then I catch up, then I take a lead, then he gets a lead, then I get a lead. It's just, it's just one of those crazy mm -hmm. back and forth weeks. And uh, I rarely, you know, tip a cap to somebody, you know, during like a crazy duel like that. But I reached out to the guy and like, Hey man, like, that was awesome. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, like that was fun. That's why you play fantasy, right? Right. Um, you know, getting a tinker with those last minute lineups. I added uh Igor Sharangovich as well, and he scored a goal. <laughs> like, oh. You know what I mean? Like we right. were like we were going toe to toe with guys, and I just could not mm -hmm. keep up with his lineup. Edged me by 10 points. That's that's gonna mm -hmm. happen every now and again. And no, and it was a high scoring matchup too. What was it like 410 to 400? Something like that, yeah. Um, yeah. Hannah had an assist. Uh, Sharon Govich had a goal. Um, like the guys that I literally picked up like just hours before their start, you know what I mean? Right. Like ev throwing everything I can, the kitchen sink and the whole house at it, and I just can't bring it home. It's it's a, it was a tough one, but mm -hmm. it's fun. That, that's that's the whole point. That's why we're here, mm, exactly. All right, next up, we've got uh, Alexander Georgiev. Is, is that right? Georgiev, Georgiev, Georgiev. God, these mm -hmm. guys, I swear. Anyways, he's back. <laughs> uh, missed some time due to COVID. He's, he's had a very uh, strong season thus far. He, I feel like, was just like a COVID like casualty, right? Like I feel like people are going to hang on to him. He just missed too much. You got to be picking up goalies. They're like the quarterbacks of scoring in, in fantasy hockey. You know, they just bring so much uh, volume you know, to your total score. So I feel like that was the only reason why he's dropped out. Otherwise, I feel like he's just going to be owned in your league. And, and yeah, and I think... Uh... Any goalie, like especially a guy like uh, Georgiev on a team like the Rangers, any mm -hmm. goalie you can get right now, I think is very important because goalies are dropping like flies with COVID. I dealt with it last week. I had Freddie Anderson out or whatever for that whole span of COVID or whatever while the Hur Hurricanes were still playing before they completely shut everything down. And so being able to have a couple goalies to be able to rotate in and out like that is very good, especially when he plays behind a guy like Igor Shosturkin and as a team like the New York Rangers in front of him, because when he is getting the start, he is going to do well. In fact, uh, Georgiev is actually starting right now against the Edmonton Oilers, and they currently hold a two to one lead at the end of the second period. And so, let's go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I see a lot of upside for Georgiev. And I, yeah, I think he's someone, if he's playing, you get him on your roster right away. Otherwise, uh, down the stretch, once things start to kind of blow over with this COVID thing a little bit. I don't see mm -hmm. him as a long-term option, but especially in these tricky COVID times, I think someone like him, get him on your roster, hold him for a minute, see if he plays. If he plays, keep him. If he's not playing or just wasting a roster spot, then just get rid of him right away. I think he's got some solid value still. I mean, like you had mentioned, like if, if your team gets, you know, tangled up in COVID, he might just be the guy. You know, if, if Shesterkin winds up, you know, uh, going into protocol or takes an injury, I feel like he's one of the better handcuffs at the goaltender position. So I, I definitely uh, see him as a as an everyday owner uh, mm -hmm. or ownership player, uh, just as long as he's getting in that that mix of games. Right. Just as long as he's getting in the rotation. That's all. And no, and like you mentioned, how if you have like a situation where he could become the guy. I actually mm -hmm. ran into a situation like that when Freddie uh, went out. I picked up uh, Uka Pekka Lukanen from the <laughs> Buffalo Sabres. And I saw that. He, he's been the guy for a while. I picked him up. He was like 0% owned. And <laughs> man just comes well in here and starts tearing it up. And uh, it, it's, yeah, it's it, interesting it, how you say tear it up because he's getting like just completely shit showed like like he's, he's letting up a lot of goals but there's so many shots on net I that know. he's racking up fantasy points like yeah right. i guess he's doing good he's getting murdered out there but <laughs> like looking at the games that like he started his last game let up four on uh 41 four mm -hmm. on 42 see he got a win and let up two on 32 two on 36 two on 40 two on 29 like 
he's facing so many shots. He's just one of those right. guys. He's going to see so many pucks. He's going to be a fancy player for you. And when I say tearing it up, like you said, it's not because he's winning games. It's because he's seeing so many pucks. He's getting those fancy points more than some of the other goalies uh, in those categories as of late. Yeah, I, I saw that on your team. I was I was had a good little chuckle about that. That was solid. <laughs> All right, last guy up here. We got uh, our guy. Nick and I are both Blackhawks fans. Mm-hmm. Got to give him a friendly adieu to Duncan Keith, who's got three points in his last three games. It might be double his production from the whole season. That guy's had a slow year in Edmonton, which, again, I feel like you know you go over to Edmonton from Chicago, you should just be walking into production right. on the power play. Mm-hmm. Hasn't mm-hmm. been the case. I added Keith tonight. He's in the game. I think he's got me a point tonight. I think mm-hmm. I think he's got me. Yep, he's got me one point for one block, and that's it. So he hasn't been scored on yet, mm-hmm. which is great because uh, Yamamoto has been scored on. He's a minus one. <laughs> son of a son of a pigskin. All right, Duncan Keith, a lot of ice time. Gets on the power play. I don't know. Is 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 this worth it? I feel like this is just like kind of a, a grab and dump, pump and dump player. Yeah, I think he's a pump and dump player. He's got a few good games under his belt, but I he was a guy that I wanted to uh, try and get in my lineup at the beginning of the year. I wanted to see what he was mm-hmm. all about. He's still he's up there in age, but he can still play those minutes. But down the stretch, um, I don't think that he's a good option. So yeah, for that reason, I'm gonna say uh, Edmonton and your fancy team don't run on Duncan. Don't run on Duncan. I like it. I like it. <laughs> we were running on Duncan for a long time. That was the that was always like the big thing in Chicago with his Dunkin' Donuts commercials. But yeah, not so much. Not Chicago so much anymore. Chicago runs on Duncan, but uh, Edmonton ain't running on Duncan right now. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. All right, that was our last guy up here. We are going to grade. We're going to grade uh, my waiver wire pickups from week eleven. So first up, Nick, we're looking at uh, Ryan uh, Johansson. What do you think? I gave myself um, an A. Let's see. I think Ryan Johansson so far has been pretty solid with the Nashville Predators. Um, you know, he's another guy who gets a lot of ice time. And mm-hmm. I think that A grade might be spot on. Yeah, now that I have his stats pulled up. Yeah. I mean, 15 points in the game against Chicago. Um, six points, three points. Like, I mean, he's still... He's still putting up the numbers at a fair pace, still getting the shots. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, right now I would say your grade for that one is fair. He's got 27 points on the season. I was trying to look for the, the game total. Yeah, 27 on 30 games so far, and that was really just my my analysis of it. Hey, he's a point-per-game player, uh, plays on the second line, gets power play time as a winger, uh, doesn't have to play in the middle of the ice on the power play, which is nice. You, know, you can get you know lower on the circles, get a little bit closer to the net, not having to you know set everything up and quarterback everything. Right. Um, so I, 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 I added him myself. I had to drop him. You know, I, I was I was in that race for points. You know, going to that head to head matchup. You know, I wound up dropping him. I'm going to try to pick him up again. If he'll be there, I don't know. But yeah, he, he was solid in this stretch. You know, since the article dropped, so mm-hmm. it dropped on the 29th. On the 29th, he had three three point seven. After that, it was six point eight six point eight. Excuse me, and then fifteen point eight. So I, I felt like an A was you know, like fair. I thought mm-hmm. definitely A plus was a little bit too far, and you know, A minus just doesn't sound fun. Right. Exactly. All right. Next up, we've got Alex Tuck. This one I feel really good about. Like mm-hmm. I, I feel I, and I wanted to drop Alex yesterday. He was someone that I was refusing to drop because I'm I'm all in on him. I'm even going to hold him. He doesn't have a game until the sixth, so he had literally like five days in between games. I feel like Alex Tuck is going to be just like that point per game type of player for the Buffalo Sabers, and they need somebody like this. Mm-hmm. To rich. And yeah. Yeah, I think uh, right now I like your grade for that, honestly. His last three, it's funny because he has a, a goal and two assists on the season, and they've come in his last uh, three games. Like, he's well, been doing it was very the well. Game. Yeah. You know, he, he, he premiered on the 29th. Oh, uh, that was his premiere. Okay. So, uh, no, I mean, he's been doing very well off to a hot start there. And like you said, he could be that star player that they need in Buffalo. No Jack Eichel anymore. They're mm-hmm. still a young team. Um, they're still they had a hot start starting to fizzle out now like a lot of the teams in the NHL are but i think yeah he could be someone down the stretch that could put up yeah 25 30 goals in a year for a team like buffalo cuz he will be their go-to guy opposed to when he was on the golden knights he was probably yeah like for like yeah second third line guy for the most part but now yep. alex tuck is the guy here and he's going to be their go-to and so i think mm-hmm. yeah down the stretch, he can do really well in Buffalo and, yeah, probably score 
this year, I'd probably say 15, 20 goals. I'm with it. I'm with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm just on the point per game. <laughs> like that. That's all I'm asking mm-hmm. for is just g- get on the score sheet. That's it. Get shots on net. He is a guy that can play, you know, two-way hockey. He does get blocks. He does get takeaways. He does get to play on the power play. There's a ton of upside for this guy. Mm-hmm. And I just love the narrative about him, too. You know, he gets mm-hmm. traded for Jack Eichel. You know, he's injured to start the year. He's from Syracuse. Like, he grew up a Sabres fan. Like, this, that's fantastic. You know, if you ask you yeah. or me, oh, what team would you want to play for if you're a professional hockey player? We'd say our hometown team. We'd say the Chicago Blackhawks. Like, come on. Right. You know, it's, mm-hmm. that's, that's an awesome situation for him. So, I'm mm-hmm. buying into that narrative. I think he's going to be solid going forward. Yeah. All right. Next up, we've got uh, Connor Sheary. I gave myself a C for this one. Uh, since the 29th, when the article dropped, he's recorded 2.7, 0.9, and 9.6. He's just got one goal, one point. But I, I, I still am confident in him. You know, he's, he's had, uh, what is it, eight shots on net across those three games. They only lost one of those games one, to the surging New Jersey Devils who have just been on fire. I feel like there's a lot of positive production still to come his way. Uh, looks like he's going to be playing alongside Nicholas Backstrom, who's missed most of the season as well. There's a little bit more upside there. He's got eight goals, eight assists. I feel like it's pretty balanced, but at the same time, he's not like a big home run guy. You know, he's he's only 8% rostered. I don't know if he's going to stay on your team. You know what I mean? So I went, I went with the C minus, actually. Not even a C. C minus. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think that's pretty accurate, too. Um, he is a guy that he's probably, yeah, one of those guys that's an ad drop guy, waiver wire kind of player. And so I think, you know, when you can get him on your team, he will be a really good go-to option. Log in between 15 and some games, tw- some nights, 20 minutes a game. And so, yeah, I think as an ad drop, he'll be really good, but I would not hold him down the stretch at all. So I see where you do have confidence in him, too. Like, he scored a goal in his last game. And I mean, he had a stretch in December where uh, he did really well raising his value, but now he's starting to fall back down. But right. if you can get him cheap right now, maybe he's get him, get him in the lineup, he starts doing well. Maybe you hold on to him long term. I'm not 100% sure, but right now I do like your grade on that one. Yeah, not overwhelming, but <clears throat> a decent ad if, if you had him. You know, if, if you were if you were chasing um you know a goal or something there in the last day of the <clears throat> of the of your matchup, he did bring it home for you at least. Mm-hmm, right. All right. Next up, our guy Matt Roy. You know, we've already said a lot of positive things about him. I'll just kind of stick to the grade. I gave it a B plus. You know, it's. Nothing really bad, but nothing amazing. I mean, that's pretty much like our whole generalization of him. You know, in the last game, like I said, he didn't record a single point, but he didn't hurt you either. So mm-hmm. I went with a B plus there. I still think he's going to be a, a hold type of player. Like I think that you can hang on to him, but if you know if he puts together a couple of those games, zero, one, two, there's going to be someone on your waiver wire that's going to pop off. So for that, the mm-hmm. B plus. Yeah, I um, I'm actually going to give you an A minus on this one. And well, you own him, so there's 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 some. Well, uh, I don't want to sound biased or anything, but just <laughs> looking at looking at his numbers too, compared to uh, the other guys on the list here, he is more of he's definitely the biggest hold option here, in terms of guys. Like you look at a guy, the guys like Johansson, Sheary, Tuck, even you could consider like they're mostly ad drop guys. But uh, Matt Roy seems some like we talked about someone you could hold on to long term. And uh, I really like his shots on goal. That really mm-hmm. stands out to me. Like we talked about earlier, like he's got he had uh, zero shots last game. He was quiet, but the game before that, six shots, four shots, three shots, four shots. Like he's shooting the puck, and he's getting a lot of points for that. Um, yeah, a lot of production from him, getting a lot of minutes. And so, yeah, I would give you an uh, A minus on that. And I would okay. say, uh, yeah, snag Matt Roy if you can. I'll take the bump. I'll take it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, last up, a big old fat D minus is uh, Charlie Lindgren. I uh, day late and a dollar short for Charlie Lindgren of the St. Louis Blues. Uh, if you don't know who he is, he's a goaltender. Uh, he hasn't lost a start in the league. Uh, I believe he has, what was it, more wins than goals allowed? I can't remember what it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. It was, uh, no, it's not wins than allowed. What was it? He's recorded more wins than games started. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. More wins than games started because he came into a game, uh, made his first appearance, mm-hmm. made three saves, and got a win. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> bam, yeah. bam, thank you, ma'am. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like, that's 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 a nice way to pad the stats there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, he has more wins than he has games started. <clears throat> but 
Jordan Bennington came back. Vallejo came back. They've already sent him down. Like there was there was nothing to gain out of uh, picking him up. If you did, you dropped him pretty quickly. So really, yeah. really nothing to him there. Mm-hmm. But I didn't give myself a complete F because I'm mm-hmm. I'm I'm not I'm not losing belief. I am mm-hmm. not a Jordan Bennington fan. I know he came back and got a win uh, in his for in his uh yeah it was his first start. I think he got a loss in his second. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm I'm just not a fan of his. You know, he had COVID before he had COVID. He was three, five, and two, and is um, mm-hmm. um, dating back to the beginning of November. He's just not a guy that I'm buying is going to be like their savior down the stretch. This is a very mm-hmm. good Blues team right now. They are deep, mm-hmm. and I don't know. I just don't. I don't like Bennington. I I just don't believe in him. Um, whether he's going to not perform well, whether he gets injured, whatever it is, I just don't see him being that guy for the Blues. They played so well in front of Lindgren. Huso has played well. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like Bennington should just be a sell candidate for the Blues in general, but mm-hmm. I don't know. They love that guy. They they I, they, they overpaid him when they gave him his contract. Um, obviously, helped him win a cup. Like There's those, those factors in there, but man, you and I know better than anybody, you can't be overpaying players just because they get you a cup, even if it's right. three. <laughs> Can and taste. Yeah, cough, cough. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I am also not a fan of uh, Bennington myself. Um, and yeah, when he can do good when he's hot, but uh, when he's cold, he's playing more like Jordan Shittington. <laughs> not wrong, not wrong. Yeah, I, I think Charlie Lindgren should stay on people's radars, but obviously in the meantime, there's mm. little to no value to get. But keep that keep that name with a star next to him, keep him checkmarked, whatever it is, because mm-hmm. I'm thinking this dude's day is going to come back around. And if you are in Dynasty, oh my lord, that's that's a hold if I've ever seen one. Like, get that guy. If you got a taxi squad, throw him on your taxi squad. If he's on your bench, use that bench spot, because this dude's mm-hmm. going to be coming back to the league at some point. I can right. guarantee it. Whether he's guarantee traded it. or back on the Blues, I think he'll be back somehow. Yeah, I, man. Been, was just so solid on that run. Like I said, mm-hmm. just a day late and a dollar short. So Exactly. All right. Well, that wraps everything up. That was our uh, first episode here of the Fantasy Hockey Podcast with the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We will be back next week. Very excited to continue to bring you guys fantasy hockey content. Uh, You can find me at uh, T-I-T-T-H-J-B on Twitter. If you have any fantasy questions you want to throw out or get them onto our show, that's the the place to find me. Uh, Do you have anything to share, Nick, before we head out? Uh, No, I just wish everyone good luck in their matchups coming up. And uh, yeah, don't screw up your matchups coming up. Yeah, don't screw up your matchups coming up. And um, I don't know if we mentioned it, but, you know, happy new year. It's 2022. Mm-hmm. No big deal, right? Mm-hmm. Moving moving along here in this decade. All right, First cool. show of the new year. <laughs> First show of the new year. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. New show, new network. We're very excited to be here. Uh, again, we'll be back next week. Take care. Be well. If you can't be good, be good at it. Later. <laughs>